Here we go. Well, hello everybody and welcome to the Reno Fan Podcast. My name is Joey and this podcast is designed to help equip parents to be the spiritual leaders of their home. This podcast does come with a disclaimer. I am not an expert, but I do want to get better. You're busy. I'm busy. We're all busy. Yes, we are. So we wanted to create something to help you as a parent. The Reno Fan Podcast is a ministry of Renovation Church in Hampstead, North Carolina. For all of those listening around the world. A global audience. Global audience. I wonder how many people claim global audience. Probably a lot of them. We, I don't know if we can claim it yet. We'll claim it. We'll claim it. We got, if, if you're global, let us know. <laughs> if, you're, <laughs> if you're global, we need to know. Just That's right. Let us know. Uh, today on the Reno Family Podcast, we have Pastor John Cockrell, our founding and lead pastor at Renovation Church. Founding and lead. Founding and lead. We're That's... old enough now. I think both of those have to be <laughs> displayed at this point. There's so much to you, Pastor John. Always oh, so there. much. Yes. So I'm going to get to the fun stuff. He's all about adventure, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I all am. All about adventures, 80s rock, and your choice of workout and exercise, basketball. Oh, yeah. Come on. Basketball. I'm always ready for a pickup game. Pickup game. Mm-hmm. Are always ready to play and sustain matter. an injury. It doesn't matter what, what sport it is. I'm ready to play ready to game on. Ready to go. Compete. Well, John, thanks for jumping in with us. Hey, it's great to be here. Part of this extraordinary global <laughs> global podcast. Podcast. Global podcast. Reno Fam Global Podcast. Global citizens and Hempstead citizens. I'm about to get another logo with the earth in the middle. I do like that logo, the Reno Fam Podcast. I like it too. I think we're gonna make some merch. Like some hats and sweatshirts with that logo on it. You do that. I think we will. See where it goes. Hey, if you want one of those, if you want some merch with that logo on it. <laughs> Put a comment on Spotify. You can't you even, can you, comment? <laughs> you can't comment on Spotify. No. But you can send um, me a letter in the mail and say that's what I want. Maybe? No. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. It we'll see what happens. All right. So, John, I'm going to – I usually call you Pastor John on stage always. Well, today yeah, – I'm John. I keep can't it simple. Keep up with J-O-N. That. I can't keep up with that on the podcast. No, just John. So, I like the title, John. So I am your friend. I am your friend. That's true. Mm-hmm. That is true. So let's let's just real quick let's catch up. You literally just got back from Las Vegas, mm-hmm. celebrating thirty two years with your amazing bride. Yes, Tita. Yeah, you know that amazing, amazing, all incredible. Over. So, all right, tell me how did it go? What kind of adventures did you get in? Well, how, how was first it? First of all, it was really cool. Not only was it our thirty second anniversary, it's the first time we've had a chance to go visit. Our beautiful daughter, Brooke, mm-hmm. uh, who had moved out there with her incredibly talented, uh, handsome mm. son-in-law, he is Maury handsome. Jenkins. Yes. And just wanted to throw that in there because he always gets dubbed talented. But he is, you know, he's a He's handsome. so talented. <laughs> he he's, uh, as a drummer, to watch him, it's it makes me angry sometimes. He's so talented. Uh, so uh, to be out there to uh, see where they're living, to see the city mm-hmm. God has placed them in is really cool. And so it was uh, 17 years ago that my wife went out there and I surprised her on a 15th anniversary trip when I was 33 years old, let's say. Okay. So to reflect back on where we were 17 years ago to be in the same spot, it was a little mind-blowing. <laughs> and where does 17 years go? But wow. what hadn't changed is our zeal and excitement for adventure. I mean, there was many things the same, yet there were many things that were different mm-hmm. over the course of 17 years. But at the core of it, my wife and I are so in love and love sharing moments and 
yeah. memories together. So we, we, we obviously, if we're going to do anything, we're going to go 100% and have mm-hmm. lots of fun doing it. All right, so I saw a picture, and we haven't even talked about this, but I saw a picture of the dune buggies. Yeah. Tell me about what was that like? So I had, that was a bucket list. I've been wanting to do dune buggies forever. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I was, I, that was the one thing I was going to do. It really didn't matter how much it was going to cost or what it was going to take. And so we finally made it happen, and it lived up to expectations. You know, sometimes awesome. you're thinking, will it live up to expectations? Is it worth all the, yeah, it was worth everything. Uh, something that uh, I got to enjoy with Brooke, my father-in-law, uh, Tita's uh, dad, Manny, and then Tita. We had so much fun. It was oh, incredible. Yeah. I'm ready to go back for a couple more hours. I want to buy my own dubug. Actually. You're just driving. Like you're just driving wide open. Through yeah, the you, desert you, pretty you, much, you right? get a uh, you sign up for uh, uh, a two hour or three hour kind of adventure, and so they take you to this three thousand acre ATV place, and wow. you just go for it. Um, their vehicles flying everywhere, so you're one of hundreds of vehicles out there. So you got to watch out for all the other vehicles. Plus, the goal is to go as fast as you can without sure. dying. So <laughs> I, I thought, well, that's a win. That's made for you. Go, all right. Speed is your friend. Speed and, is your friend. Uh, go so for it. We went for it, and we had a lot of fun. And my wife had a blast, and Brooke had a blast, and Mandy did. So it was that's awesome. It was so much fun. Definitely put it on your bucket list. Um, I'm, I'm ready to purchase do. a Doom buggy. That's we should get. We have a beach. We should same have thing. A, I I can see dune buggies flying, flying up and down, the down Surf City, add a whole nother element to it's awesome to the tourism. It's a wonderful idea. <laughs> I, I do have a, my friend Manuel. He sent me. You know Manuel. He sent me a uh, video a couple weeks ago. He has a buddy that camps from one town to the other in Arizona, and they rent those Polaris. It's like the dune buggy. It's the yeah. Polaris four side four, by sides, side by sides. Mm-hmm. and they drive for three days from one town to the other. Through the desert, and they camp along the way. Yeah. So you put all your gear in there, you, and then you just sleep under that canvas of stars because there's no light pollution, so you can see every star yeah, in the sky. And uh, so he was sending fun. me videos. I was like, "We have to do this. Like, we, <laughs> like this has to be done." So uh, it's, it's it is adventure. It has my name all over it. So it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Absolutely. So uh, for anybody else that's listening that doesn't know you or your family, walk me through. Walk everyone through your family, your kids. And, and where are they now? Yeah, so you know. uh, my wife and I, we got married when we were 18 years old. We had our first daughter, uh, Brittany. And so we just grew up as, you know, here we are, young parents, kids with yeah. a child. Mm. And uh, yet a beautiful part of our life, and of our story. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Brooke, uh, Brittany was, um, uh, you know, when she celebrates 32 years old, we're celebrating 32 years of, of marriage. So Brittany's sure. our oldest. She got married to a fantastic Young man, uh, Justin, Justin Pate. Yeah. And uh, and they moved back to the Wilmington area, live in Hampstead, down the street from us a couple of years ago. So it's been so much fun having them a part of our lives. And then our grandson, Easton, our first grandson. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and Tina and I are so in love, enjoying every part of being grandparents. So it's a mm-hmm. new chapter we're stepping into. Yeah. Uh, and then our son, Bradley. Uh, and uh, so he is our middle boy, and he lives in New York City. There, he graduated from NYU, has been living there. Uh, can't believe it. He's 27 years old now. 27. Yeah, wow. Just uh, loving life and so gifted in so many areas. And so he's working there, has his own company. Love what God is doing through him and just uh, his creativity and, mm-hmm. and all that brings into it. So we always have amazing uh, conversations around that. Bradley sees everything at the next level. He does. That creativity, A his eye for level it is. Creativity. Things know. I would never even think about. 
it's like Bradley's like boom, yep. and you're like, oh, okay, yep. yeah, that. So that yeah. Bradley, and then our youngest is Brooke, and mm-hmm. uh, Brooke was very much a part of a renovation church. So yeah, you guys know Brooke absolutely, and uh, she is 25 years old, and uh, so it's it's you know quite remarkable. Of course, she's married to Maury Jenkins, mm-hmm. and that was Brooke Jenkins, and yeah, and, uh, so she's my. My little girl, daddy's girl, all the way through it. She's been a part of ministry, every aspect of it. And uh, so this three incredibly talented, creative, mm-hmm. hardworking. Driven. Driven. Oh, your kids are so they driven. They all own their own businesses, yeah. entrepreneurs at heart. So it's mm-hmm. been it's fun to see them dream and just go for it. And we're going to cheer them on all the way. See them as adults, you oh. know, all of those things along the way. And yeah. it's like, you know, see that Having adult action. kids, it's fun, you know. Yeah. But you got to get there first. <laughs> gotta get there. You got to survive. <laughs> you got to survive. You got to get there. There are a lot of songs that we need to get us through, but you will make it. I tell parents, you will make it. You'll make it through this phase. Yeah. Whatever phase you're in, you will make it. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, you've got, you know, three kids, you know, vacations, family times. I mean, you guys had tons of them. I remember them because I would, you know, get the report, the stories back from many of them that you would take with. But do you have like a, a, a favorite memory or a maybe like a dad fail or a parent, like something you, you had one thing in mind and maybe it didn't didn't come across. You know, like there are way too many stories. <laughs> this podcast isn't long enough for all the dad <laughs> fails. Uh, and but here's the deal. Um I do know that I want to create memories and moments for my children mm-hmm. to remember and reflect upon. So you have to be real intentional. It doesn't happen by accident. Right. Sure. Right. Uh, but I, I do remember this uh, one moment where uh, I decided to go out and purchase a, a headdress, a wig, right? And so on this wig, it was no joke. It was a nice investment for my future. And it was highlighted wig that I went out and purchased. And I, I showed up at home ready to show the new me, the new, the new me. <laughs> and I had this. Just showed up randomly. Randomly. No one knew it was no coming. One, I walked in and I, <laughs> I didn't expect the reaction from my children, especially Brooke and Brooke. <laughs> Scream, broke down crying, terrified about this person that walked into her home. And she's like, I want my old dad back. And I'm like, I am. I'm Accept me. Accept my, your father. And this, this is, is a new me. She would not accept me. And uh, that was that was hilarious. That's In my mind, funny. I'm thinking, I'm going to give him a brand new. Fresh dad. Fresh dad. That's right. right. Fresh dad's coming. I mean, hair, highlights, representing. And, and well, that lasted about. 30 seconds. 30 seconds. She was like, no. Mm-mm. But I did have fun because I wear that wig into stores and oh, go back yeah. out and go back in and confuse people. And, you know, I just, you know. I really, you had a, you had a whole drawer full I did, of wigs. I did. I had a whole drawer full of <laughs> <laughs> They were nice. They were nice wigs, man. They weren't like Amazon. They were. Because we played, yeah. you know, back in student, we played sure. a lot of characters mm-hmm. and it was great. And so you can get in a character. You had to put yeah. a wig on. Had to put a wig on. But yeah. Brooke did not. Uh, the reaction to that moment <laughs> was hilarious. I did not expect for her to literally cry. Literally she was cry. terrified. <laughs> she still has nightmares. I'm still pay- paying for counseling over that moment. It's okay. Oh my goodness, those are so fun. And and you know, for those listening, you know, our relationship goes back to uh, me being in high school and you being my youth pastor. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so we met when I was 15 to 16 years old, somewhere somewhere in there. Yeah, and um, just. I was in that in a place where I needed something new and something different, and something fresh. And then God brought you to our church, and I was kind of like in and out, and not, needed something different, honestly. And and you were different, and I was like, <laughs> this guy has 
he's got something I want, and that was an excitement yeah. to do things differently, uh, to to draw students in, no matter what it took, and to create incredible moments and environments, and we we had a ton of fun together, and and uh, put you know leading students, and I mean our memories go back pretty far. Yeah, and they, do, uh, they do go back. Special memories, and the fact to be able to sit here with you is really special. But it does go back a long ways, uh, and I. You know, when it came to student ministry, I, I wanted teenagers to know that following Jesus would be the the adventure of mm-hmm. a lifetime, and yeah. I wanted them to see that. And so, you have to lead by example. Where mm-hmm. serving Jesus is as good as it gets, and what does it look like for a teenager to discover Jesus and the thrill of it? It doesn't mean there isn't hardships and difficulties, and we won't make mistakes, mm-hmm. but there is a sense of adventure in following Jesus when He says, "Follow me." And so, hey. I wanted to do that for students to Absolutely. let them know that, hey, following Jesus is going to be the best thing you ever can do. And and that was, I think, what intrigued me was uh-huh. because I had always seen church. Church was for church people, mm-hmm. right? And, and, I, and church was not a place, typically, that I could go to school and be like, you want to have the best night you've ever had? That's right. Like, come on. Come to like, church, baby. Something's good. Something crazy <laughs> may happen tonight crazy. and it'll change your life. Yeah. And, and it, it was like those moments that – that you created that I'll never forget. I mean, there's like, there's two that, (laughs) that come to mind. One was when you found the professional stunt driver from fast and furious that showed up and we got a car from a car dealer in Wilmington Mm -hmm. and he jumped in there. We won't mention. Yeah. And, and he put on a show in the parking lot and a brand new, Mustang GT, brand new. Mm-hmm. I mean, and just worked that worked, <laughs> brand new tires, worked it out. But they they knew they knew that this was a professional driver getting ready to show off their car. The literally the craziest ride I've <laughs> ever been in in my life. That was a great moment. I mean, he's power sliding this car. We had hundreds of teenagers around. He did a three sixty around me while I was holding his car. The, the corner of the hood. Yeah, yeah. I, I was holding it there. He did a three. Sammy Maloof. That's right. Sammy Maloof. That was him. Hundreds of teenagers, but you remember but that moment. Sammy shared the gospel. We had kids yeah. that came to Christ that night, yep. you know. And then the second one was we had just opened the building, brand new building, and we did mud off. <laughs> we did mud off. Yeah. So we we dig a huge hole in yes, the ground, right. dig a hole in the ground, and uh, fill it throw with mud, the, the blackest topsoil you've That's ever right. seen, and let. And what, and what teenagers not going to show up to uh, battle royale in the mud, right? Yep. Everyone's Just looking for a mud fight. Fight in the mud. That's it. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. And we and to clarify, it was guys against guys. <laughs> yes, it was guys against guys. And, <laughs> and, and ladies against ladies. And then the then the Topsail Wrestling team actually up. shows up, yeah. singlets and all, and they're loving every minute of it. Absolutely. And still to this day, I was on the phone with one of the wrestlers that showed up yeah. at that event. He just had his first baby. That's right. It's JT. JT Johnson. He got, yeah. He showed there. Yeah. Showed up there. Yeah. Later came to Christ. Oh, yeah. Life totally transformed. Mm-hmm. It was mud off night. Mud off got him there. And we had mud everywhere. Listen, I just believe this that uh, God is a gift. Gives us the gift of creativity. We want to yeah. use it for His glory and to reach people. And mm-hmm. uh, so every creative thought is like uh, a, a gift. So I love love the ability to think of ways in which I can reach teenagers. So at that time, I looked at the. Uh, the mission field is through the lens of teenagers. Teenagers was the greatest mm-hmm. mission field. Let's reach them. What does yeah. it look like? What will it take to reach? You have to learn their language. You have to connect with them. And so you learn their culture, and you bring Jesus in their culture, and you see life's change. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And when we're looking at this, you know, 
what's so intriguing to me is that you, you, we keep seeing adventure over and over again. Mm. I mean, it's just one of the, and you're, it's so right. The adventure that God has for you is bigger than anything you could ever imagine. And that's hard for people to grasp if the most boring day of the week is Sunday. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Jesus was the biggest thing that ever happened. And we sell it. And most of the time we go through our Sunday and it's fairly boring. And that's what I love about renovation is it's not that. Yeah. You're showing up on Sunday. It's an exciting place to be. We had that conversation when we started us. And that was a big one. What what brings us together is ultimately is to reach every man, woman, child. But we're going to celebrate the life that God has given to us and celebrate every person we have a chance to encounter and to reach. And so it is a Sunday of celebration and anticipation of that. So it is uh, a special moment as we gather together. So when I say every Sunday, I this is my favorite day of the week because I get to see you, get to be with you because we're family. Yeah. We share life together, mm-hmm. and it is a celebrative moment. Whenever we you look back, because, you know, you had the student ministry days, mm-hmm. but when you were first— I'm know, still in student ministry, by the way. Still in student ministry. I That's am 100—I'm right. 100, just—I'm doing ministry for grown-up teenagers. Grown-up— <laughs> <laughs> That is so true. And every grown-up out there goes, yeah, I'm, I'm a grown-up teenager. That's right. If you're listening to this right now, you're Admit a grown-up teenager. Admit it. Just, it's just a little different now. You know? You're not eating as many Hot Pockets. <laughs> you're still eating one every once in a while, but not as many. But, but you started, you know, your first, go back to your first experience, because, you know, I love this story. You're 19 years old. Mm, yes. And, um, and you have the opportunity to, to lead for the first time. In ministry, right, and so share share a little bit about that experience and how that just shaped even what we're doing today. Yeah, in that moment, Tita and I were newlyweds. We had a daughter, and uh, my dad was a pastor. Uh, I had a full time job at that time. My wife was going to nursing school, but we also knew how important it was to be a part of the local church. Mm-hmm. And I also loved, you know, I was a teenager. I was still young, but I wanted to give back. And so uh, my friend Paul Worth was a student pastor. And he says, John, I, I could use your help in student ministry. And I said, well, how can I help you? I said, I need someone who can teach the sixth grade boys. All right. I'm like, well, I've never taught before. I was thinking about yeah. I can do activities. I can lead games. I can but to teach. I never saw myself as a teacher and to give me the responsibility of now leading, shepherding. I didn't use that terminology, but here mm-hmm. I'm, you know, being the small group leader to sixth grade boys. I'm like, well, if you, if you need someone that bad, I'll do it. I don't have any experience, but I, I've been to church a lot. <laughs> so as a preacher's kid, I've, I've been here a few times. That's right. I've been here a few times, you know, so uh, I, I said, yes, you know, that was always something I've learned to say yes to the opportunities God's placed in front of me. And that yes was transformative because that required me to dive deeper into God's word and to mm-hmm. studying, to preparing, and then also the interactive relationship with those students. And I um, didn't want to just be a teacher. I, I wanted to build a relationship with them because I learned early on that it's the relationship that serves as a leverage to teach God's word. So mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I wanted the relationship with them. And so that caused me early on as 19-year-old, what could I do creatively to build relationships with these sixth graders who probably are there because their parents drug them to church? Yeah, right. Right. You got to be here. So You got to be here. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. (laughs) If not, right? Yeah, right. You better. So uh, that was a big part of it was what I could do to be able to build relationships. So that allowed me to think creatively, what can I do outside of the classroom? Mm-hmm. You know, that teaching mm-hmm. moment yeah. outside of the brick and the mortar. Right. And so, I, you know, uh, I started cooking breakfast and 
playing football and, and doing activities with them, mm-hmm. the the class began to grow exponentially. And so then I called up my best friend at that time, Travis Plessis, Travis, I need your help and you're going to have a blast. And so there we are, you know, my high school best friend, we're now, you know, 20 years old yeah. and we're doing a small group together thinking, you know, yeah, two years ago, we never saw ourselves doing this, but look what we're mm-hmm. doing. And we just cultivated community and relationships and we attempted to cook bread. We were clueless. Because you, you took the kids off of the church yeah. site. Because your, your grand was it your grandmother lived across the street? She lived across the street. Yeah, yeah. And so I went, that was the first time I, I attempted to cook breakfast, which <laughs> is not a good start. House. I took them to, yeah. right, I'm, t- I'm, I'm cooking breakfast for like 20 <laughs> kids. I've never cooked breakfast in my life. Right. <laughs> and I, I burnt the eggs. It smelled so bad. But we all forced ourselves to eat these nasty eggs. Nasty I eggs. couldn't eat eggs for years. But that, it was just a memory yeah. that was made in an attempt to just create community. We laughed. We had so much fun. And, and uh, so, yeah, the, in those early days, it was just the creative process. What could I do to build relationships? The win in it is the relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I enjoyed and what I saw from those young men at that time um, was beyond just being a teacher it was community mm-hmm. it was a relationship so we were sharing life it was fun so our conversations went so much deeper so much further mm-hmm. and friendships evolved from that process so that was the beginning of ministry and then that from that i did more events went on mission trips mm-hmm. god used that to begin cultivating a, a call from what i was doing because i've worked at my father's bike shop i loved it mm-hmm. i thought maybe for the rest of my life i'd be running the bike shop and something i yeah, thoroughly enjoyed doing the mm-hmm. business side of it. Loved it, mm-hmm. but then God kind of just say, hey, "You won't be doing that for the rest of your life." He was calling me and confirming, kind of going to ministry, which is what brought us to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so student ministry was kind of the birthing of Renovation Church. Right. Yeah. I was 19 years old, so I'm speaking to all the 19 year old students out there. Or if you have, mm, if yeah. you're a parent out there and you're mm-hmm. student 16 or 17 years old. Yeah. You never know what God might do in the next few years. And uh, so just keep praying, keep believing. <laughs> yeah. Keep swinging. <laughs> don't stop believing, right? Don't that's stop right. believing. And, and that's what, uh, you know, and you can see, you know, that thumbprint uh, of how God has designed you to lead in ministry in Renovation Church today. You know, it's like cooking cooking breakfast for these guys, you know, these yeah. guys to, you know, doing things like dad fest at Renovation Church. We're, we're going to cook for every dad and right. their family every Father's Day and show Create up. memories and moments. Creating mm-hmm. memories and moments. The the adventure of what it is to to follow Jesus. Yeah, and, yeah. and they may not even see that. They might right. come for the allure of like, okay, I'll do church because they're doing something different. They're offering mm-hmm. food or they're doing this. But then they hear a message and that we always say this, we believe this, that that God is always at work, never not at work in the hearts and lives of people. Yeah. So there is a stirring that's taking place inside mm-hmm. every person. And I maybe I'm just praying I get have an opportunity to tap into the stirring that God's doing. Mm-hmm. And we do look at moments. And you have to create the moments for that to happen there. Mm-hmm. So you just create moments, invite people to be a part of it and just see what happens. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So let's go to you know uh, six years ago. We're start you're starting renovation church and we're having these conversations about what this church is going to be like. And, and yeah, I, six years ago, pretty much right now, we'd yeah. be in the throes of figuring this out. Yep. <laughs> like, like trying to literally operating everything out of your living room. <laughs> That's correct. Like, all of our kids' ministry stuff is probably 
this did today, six years ago, being delivered to your house, and we're mm-hmm. assembling it in your living room. That's right. All the play panels, Dream. everything. Mm-hmm. And we, you and I are having these conversations, and, and I remember you told me from the very beginning that this would be a church that was about reaching families. You're like, this is the target on the wall, the families. So, so why was this so important, and, and how has it shaped the way we do church every week? Well, I believe a target's important so you know mm-hmm. what you're going after. Um, yeah. And it's true for, for any business, uh, for individuals. Uh, so you just identify who, who are we for, what are we going after, mm-hmm. uh, you narrow that down. And so I, I, I knew instinctively we wanted to be a part of the family. A lot of it goes back to student ministry. Because mm-hmm. in student mm-hmm. ministry, what, would ha- what was happening is we were reaching students, but then I was reaching parents, right? Right, yeah. And then parents were... We were having conversations. How do I parent beyond my capacity and realizing mm-hmm. I'm just a part of helping you reach and serve uh, your students. I'm, I want to be an extra voice into the, 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 your child's life. I'm going to mm-hmm. reinforce what you're demonstrating and teaching at home. And so sure. there's a partnership even as a student pastor. So I also understood as a, as a church, we wanted to be for the family, mm-hmm. that healthy families is what God desires. Healthy families create best environments, best places, best communities. Mm-hmm. So if I figure if we can create a church that was for the family, mm-hmm. because ultimately, really, we are invited into a new family. Mm-hmm. Let's be for the family. You know, every person who gives their faith to, in, in Jesus Christ is a part of a new family. The adoption takes place. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. want to be, to correlation is, we want to be for the family Mm-hmm. What would that look like to be for the family, be for moms? Mm-hmm. We want moms to be the best moms they can be. We mm-hmm. want dads to be the da- best dads they can be. We yeah. want marriages to be the best marriages they can be. So, therefore, mm-hmm. it's going to have a direct correlation to students and to those children and the joy of being able to do this together and grandparents. So, yeah. family is very broad. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. not just young families. It's a collective family unit. Mm-hmm. But Grandparents are the greatest cheerleaders, oh, absolutely. right? They're the wisdom carriers. So we love grandparents. They were mm-hmm. part of the renovation family. And yet we also recognize that we want birth. We want life. We want growth. Mm-hmm. And so we are like, I mean, we're all for our families making babies, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I tell people all the time, we're very close to a military base and, and uh, our amazing mm-hmm. Marines, they do two things really well. They make war and make babies. Yes, I mean, right. they, they got big families rolling yeah. in and, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... Babies it's a, are a gift. And, absolutely. And grandchildren, yeah. even scripture says, they are, you know, a, a gift, a crown. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. so we look at the family unit as something, we're for the family. Yeah. So what can we do to help people f- feel that they are a part of a family? Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. Family gets really messy. Mm-hmm. Family goes through challenges. Yep. Family has to deal with conflict resolution. But whenever I'm growing up a family, we also get to create memories and moments together. We mm-hmm. share life together. So how do we do that from a church? Uh, well, mm-hmm. it's it's not easy, but it's so much fun leading it from that perspective, mm-hmm. from the family unit. Yeah, and from the very you know the, one of the first things that we did was party in the park. Yeah, and it was the it was to reach that was it families. Let's just get we haven't even had church yet. Let's just get out there in the park. Invite everybody to a party so we can begin to meet families. Build relationships. And for years, we saw people. It wasn't like they came that next Sunday. No, it takes Three years later, they were like, 
I remember the party in the park we went to three years ago. And that was the first time I ever heard about well, Renovation Church, and now I'm here. And you know that the story behind that, Joe, because we could have easily advertised Renovation Church, Renovation Church. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't about Renovation Church. We just believed that we were we wanted to be for the community, build trust, yeah. build relationships, that it was beyond just you showing up on a Sunday. We wanted what was best for you, and we wanted to build a relationship. So what brings people together? Food, laughter, mm-hmm. fun. fun. Yeah these creative elements that like moms and dads like that was a blast what mm-hmm. was this about oh, re- well hey by the way renovation churches want you to know hey we love you we appreciate you we're glad you're in our community welcome yeah and Enjoy. if you want to show up one day we'll be ready for we'll you be, we'll be ready yeah but we we'll, we wanted the community to know that man we love them we're for mm-hmm. them because there's a god that loves them there's a god that fours them and so we're just praying that in in timing god brings those people through our doors but that was always a heartbeat of party in the park it was for the family and my goodness, we've reached probably more people through Party in the Park mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. as a result of it. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, we didn't get to have it last year, but I can't yeah. wait to throw that party again. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. It's coming. So, you know, at, at Renovation, you mentioned this earlier, and I want to kind of pull this apart a little bit because we, we say that we're for the family, but the big one of the big ideas is that we want to help parents parent beyond your capacity. And so it's the partnership between the church and the home. And what does this mean? Why is this important? And if you're a family, maybe somebody sent you this podcast and you're listening and you're not engaged in church. Like how, can, how can the church actually help you parent better, parent beyond your capacity? Well, first, uh, I can say this because I've been through uh, every phase of parenting. Parent, parenting yeah. is the most challenging, the mm-hmm. most difficult the most mm-hmm. rewarding, yeah. The most exhausting, everything yeah. you can imagine is what parenting um, requires other people besides mom and dad to speak into mm-hmm. uh, their child's life and to encourage mom and dad. So, yeah, I know that in order for me to be the best parent that I believe I can be for my child, mm-hmm. I have to surround myself with other people that have a, a care, concern, and compassion for my child. So they mm-hmm. can help reinforce to have conversations with them. Maybe my teenager is unwilling to have with me or just won't listen because the wall has been put up. Mm-hmm. But there could be some breakthrough moments so that a Joey Todd or an mm-hmm. Emily or uh, a Brad and Terry could speak into the life of my children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a vulnerable moment when I can't break through, someone else may be able to break through them. So that's kind of the parenting beyond my capacity because we all hit what I refer to as walls. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. the, and what I've recognized is all my kids went through different phases. Mm-hmm. So there mm-hmm. were these really great, sweet phases, and all of a sudden we recognized, my wife and I, we realized, oh, they're in this phase. Mm-hmm. So either we can get, I mean, this is in our 20s. I always say that's our clueless age because mm-hmm. between the age of 18 and 25, we had all, you know, we had all three of our children. Right. Yeah. So yeah. We were young and clueless and mm-hmm. she's in nursing school and I'm in business school. So we literally are trying to just make it all happen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, through it. Uh, but then we recognize that, man, Brittany would go through a phase and Bradley would go through a phase and Brooke would go. They're all different because they're all each child has a different personality. Mm, mm-hmm. So that adds an extraordinary amount of, of difficulty to it. Yeah, sure. Right. So, you can't copy and paste. No, parent. you can't copy. So <laughs> Brittany's personality yeah. is much different than Bradley's, and how Bradley yeah. saw the world was much different. So, mm-hmm. man, mm-hmm. that was so challenging. But what I did recognize is we had to come together as mom and dad, parents. We had to be on the same page. So we they went through phases. We wanted to help our children navigate through phases 
But then we also need to just surround ourselves with other people, especially when they come into teenage years. Right. My parenting yeah. style changes those teenage mm-hmm. years is I got to be able to parent beyond my ability because the fact is I've never been a parent of teenagers before, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's new to me. Mm-hmm. And if you're a parent of teenagers and you never had ten- teenagers before, guess what? It's new to you. Right. Yeah. It's new to everyone. Yeah. So well, let's drop in some wisdom for those that are thinking you know, mm-hmm. thinking mm-hmm. with the end of mind, like we want to resource help them. So th- that's that's yeah. the the purpose of it: parenting beyond our capacity. Yeah, and and one of the, th- the ways we would see this in student ministry, we would hear this often: that a parent would come up and go, "I've been telling my oh, child yeah. this for years," mm-hmm. and their small group leader says at one time, and they come home and go, "Mom." My small group leader told me the like the smartest thing I've ever heard, you know, and the yep. parents just biting their right. lip because they're like, I've been telling you this for years. So true. But when the small group leader says it or that other voice yeah. reinforces that something amazing happens. Absolutely. I mean, you heard it all yeah. the time. All the time. Parent, my, my son or daughter came home. John, you said this, and I've been trying to tell my son or daughter that for a long time. I'm like, yeah. that's what we're here for. Right. right. We're going to reinforce mm-hmm. the things um, you're teaching at home. So then what we'd encourage parents is know that you're the greatest spiritual influence in your son or daughter's life. Be the Absolutely. best spiritual influence. Mm-hmm. We want to reinforce it. I can't be, I shouldn't be the greatest spiritual influence as a pastor or as a student pastor. Mm-hmm. That's not my role, but my role is, is to be able to come along beside them, to give, give them God's word, to show them the adventure that awaits by following Jesus, but also to let them know that, man, they're under um, amazing parents that love them and care for mm-hmm. them and provide for them. And there's a challenge. You're a student or you're a child of a parent that's trying to figure it out. So right. give a little grace, a little space mm-hmm. to your mom and dad. Yeah. Because yeah. the workload's heavy. Mm-hmm. Life is hard. You have no idea what your parents are facing and vice versa. Moms and dads, you have no idea what your child's facing. Mm-hmm. So we have to mm-hmm. recognize that we're all in t- sometimes two different worlds, two different re- realities. And we, and so therefore there is the, the reaction, the emotions that are attached to those. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to like key in on something that you said, because it, it is so important. But, but the parent is the primary spiritual influence yeah, of a absolutely. child. Like no one else is going to take Make that, no mistake that about position. It. Dad out there, you are, without a doubt, the, the greatest spiritual influence, for good or bad, in your son right. or daughter's life. For good or bad. Right. So, so the, the depth that you have of these things, it, just, it doesn't matter. Your child is yep. going to develop their spiritual worldview, the depth of it. Based on right. your own, and, and 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 so and mom as well. So they're both right, mom together. and dad. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And there's the single parents that go with it, and they're yep. they're, they're the real heroes out there. They're having mm-hmm. to do it on their own, and it could be extraordinary challenge. That's why we want to parent beyond our yeah. capacity and come along beside those parents that need help. Yeah, and grandparents. We have grandparents that are That's bringing right. their kids to renovation. You <laughs> grandparents know, grandkids. loved us I mean, because yeah. they needed a break, and we gave <laughs> them right. the break. Gave them a break, and I was like, "Hey, man, I don't blame you. I, I just." We'll take care of them. That's that's one of my favorite things at renovation is to see grandparents bringing their grandchildren to mm-hmm. church. You yeah. know, I met a couple this Sunday, Joey. Uh, they were there. They're attending. They said we're starting to come to renovation church because our grandchildren are involved. Oh wow! And I'm like, that's hello, cool. high five, grandparents. Yeah. They said I want to see my grandchildren be a part of a church that's for teenagers and one of their grandsons was running the camera for that Sunday and he oh, was smiling cool. he was so proud I'm like man that's a proud pop right there yeah and yeah. of course you know to be able to watch uh, this generation lead our church today mm-hmm. be a part of it and be mm-hmm. interact it, it's so so important um, uh, for us as a church as well it's also so incredible to watch grandparents be excited 
about coming to church because their kids or their grandchildren are excited right. about it. You know, I Absolutely. mean, it's, you wouldn't, most people wouldn't look at Renovation Church and be like, that's a place that most grandparents would love to come, right? <laughs> but they get there and they love it because they're seeing life. They're seeing right. excitement. They're seeing the joy, you know, that's being experienced there. And they'll tell you, I mean, we, we love this place. You Absolutely. Know, we, the music's loud. We love it. You know, I, sometimes we sit I, up front. You really like it here? Really? <laughs> I mean, I, I do. But I'm gl- I am. Yeah. There's, it thrills me to see grandparents, our wisdom carriers, mm-hmm. show, and they're like, we love Renovation Church. I'm like, awesome. Because it's outside yeah. of the box, right? It's at a high school gym. Right. Um, you know, it, the noise level may be a little higher than they're used to. It's a live band. And, mm-hmm. and, and so it's not, it's. The, the old terminology tradition is contemporary. We don't use that terminology. Right. We're no. just, man, we're worshipers and we're getting yeah. after it. We're having a party. We're having a party. What style worship we're do you celebrate. have? We, we have a party. <laughs> we have a party. I think Jesus <laughs> yeah. is worthy of a party, right? I think so. Yep. Every every day Jesus is worthy of a party, you know? <laughs> so so let's, we've been talking about this, this idea of influence and spiritual leadership. And one of the questions that I wanted to ask you was when it, when it comes to being being a father. I mean, we talked about this over the years several times. Unpack what it means to be the spiritual leader of your home. Because I think in church and in, in our world, that you hear that a lot. What, is, what does that mean? What, what does it mean for, for me as dad um, to be the spiritual leader of my home? And of course, the reason I'm asking you is you're a father, right? right. And, and if Tito was right here, I'd be like, okay, now what does it mean as a mother to be that? But, but, but for, for men out there that are listening, um, talk to them for a moment. What does that mean? Unpack what it means to be, and why is it important? Well, there, there's a couple areas there. One, there's a biblical reference towards it in Ephesians 5, mm-hmm. verse 21 through 33, gives us a foundation of a marriage relationship, and it talks about the role of a husband and the role of the wife. Mm-hmm. And then in the Ephesians 6 one, it brings in the role of children. So we see within just a few verses kind of the dynamics of a of of the blueprints of a healthy family. So in that we see it, it talks about the the husband being the leader of the family. So from mm-hmm. that, we just recognize biblically it's important that men myself step up and learn to be that leader that God's called us to be. Yeah. Now that doesn't happen by accident. Uh, I remember a, a moment when I became a father, I was 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Remember, I'm just coming out of high school. I've never paid a bill in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't even know what that means. Uh, but now I found myself with a child, mm-hmm. Brittany, um, to a, a, a Tita who I loved. And so it was at that moment saying, I want to be the leader for my wife and for my child. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what that meant, but I did have the foundation of, John, you're now the spiritual leader of your family mm-hmm. that God has entrusted to you. And though I knew it, I still didn't know what it meant, but it was my responsibility to learn what it meant. Mm-hmm. So that was mm-hmm. a life, uh, still is today, mm-hmm. a lifelong commitment to being the spiritual leader for my family. So I make the decisions for my family. It doesn't mean I disregard, I invite Tita, we have conversations together. Mm-hmm. But I think if there was one word or a couple a phrase that was summarized that we say it all the time, we lead by example. Yeah. So right. I, I want to be mm-hmm. the I want to be the the example for my children when they see uh, a, a, a someone in love with Jesus. Mm-hmm. When they think of that, I want them to think of me. Yeah. Like my dad is in love with Jesus. My mm-hmm. dad is willing to take risk for Jesus. My 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 dad is a can identify my relationship with Jesus changes everything. Yeah, yeah. and then it's going to funnel through the way I treat my wife. Like mm-hmm. your mom is, you know, number one in my life. 
Yeah. I love her. I care for her. God's called me to serve her, to be faithful to her. And so as a spiritual leader and influencer, I want to be able to do both those really well because I have children that are watching that. Uh, they're my greatest responsibility. They're my greatest, if I use a word, like ministry. It's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. My, yeah. my greatest call in my life is to, to love my family. And the best way I can love my family is to be that spiritual leader. Now, that breaks down to a lot of levels. Mm-hmm. We can spend probably f- many podcasts on what that looks like. Right, right. Biblical foundation, men are called to be the spiritual leaders of their family. It doesn't happen by accident. You have to be intentional. You have to be very selfless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So Jesus was the greatest selfless leader. He was a servant leader. And because yeah. of Jesus' love for me and my love for Jesus, I want to demonstrate that for my family. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. that's that's God's call on my life, and i got to learn how to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is extraordinary, right? Simple and yet difficult. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Because <laughs> it, it goes everywhere in your life. One of them, I think, that it's for any 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 guy out there listening right now. Okay, I hear you. I need to be the spiritual leader. It's like, where do I start? Mm-hmm. Where do I begin? What what can I do this week to start being the spiritual leader of my family? Right. So, the, and I've told this hundreds of times the, the greatest way to begin it is your daily time with jesus mm, yeah. I mean, it's as simple as that mm-hmm. and yet once again uh so many people fail to give jesus any time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so if you don't give jesus yeah. time you can never be the spiritual leader god's called you but you will see something really remarkable take place when you give jesus time all of a sudden he begins to evoke he evokes some things within you that you don't have on your own mm-hmm. it's called the holy spirit right and sure then you begin becoming the, the leader and identifying a different mindset what it means to serve your wife what it means to serve your family versus mm-hmm. demanding you know and so you learn patience when you don't have patience all these things you begin to evolve they only evolve when I'm spending time. So the simplest thing I could tell a father to do is your time with Jesus, your personal time with him, that devotion mm-hmm. time, reading God's word. And there's apps for that. I mean, it's a simple, it's simpler today than ever. Ever. Yeah. All right. Bible app, Bible app. There I'll, it is. I mean, they'll send mm-hmm. you a verse a day. And mm-hmm. uh, I think it needs to go beyond that. But a verse a day is, is a beginning point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, so that's a beginning point. And then also just lead by bringing getting your, your, your family involved in church. Yeah. The second yeah. one. Yeah. And, Mm-hmm. stats show families that are involved with church and dads that lead their family's church have a dramatic makes a dramatic difference in the future of their family in the future mm-hmm. and health of the life of those children there mm-hmm. so if dads were to say man this is a non-negotiable and we're doing church but i was doing church we're to be be the church be a part of it mm-hmm. man, some amazing things happen in the yeah. life of that family in the life of those children and so those are two simple decisions any dad can make as mm-hmm. they prioritize their time with jesus Hey, Jesus is the creator of the family. He's also the creator of the church. Both of them are seen as a family. And get your 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 family to church and watch what God begins to do. Third, yeah. lead by example. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. You know, lead yeah. by example. Love by example. Be kind by example. Um, mm-hmm. Serve by example. When you do that, it's like I said, uh, it's easy to say though. It's really difficult to do that in the moment. Mm-hmm. Right <laughs> after yeah. hard days work, sure, you're tired, mm-hmm. exhausted. I just, you know, we have our rights and. Yeah, but this is my time. My time. Right. Yeah. The fact yeah. is, um, uh, according to what we see in Scripture, we're called to be selfless and to serve our families, mm-hmm. and and God begins to do something really transformative. Yeah, yeah. I I think you know the the one word you use you, you said prioritize prioritize it. Yeah, I mean, and that is you know because when your child comes in and they see you reading your Bible or praying, yeah, they're gonna remember that. 
you know, or when a, when your child look grows up, oh yeah, dad made sure that church was a priority for us. Right. Dad Priorities. made yeah. It's really it's shifting mm-hmm. some. Just start shifting a few priorities in your family. It's small start there. little details. It's mm-hmm. the small little details. And sometimes just writing. I, my, I wrote little notes to my children mm. uh, all through the youngest years to the high school, even as adults. And um, I would write them a little note or a scripture, words of encouragement, because our wor- as fathers, our words evoke mm. good or bad. Yeah. Proverbs yeah. speaks about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just want to be able to be a person who evokes encouragement over discouragement. Mm-hmm. So my words matter. My my kids want affirmation. They need mm-hmm. affirmation. Uh, they're getting beat down by the world all day long. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not careful, I can be another party just beating them down. Yeah. Or I can be the one party that's encouraging them. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, yeah. I mean, our kids hear so much negative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to be a person when there's, you know, it doesn't mean, obviously, we got to have discipline and we have hard conversations, but I want to be the greatest source of encouragement. I want to mm-hmm. dream big, and they're going to have a mom and dad that's going to encourage them to go for it. Yeah, I, and and I, I know there's probably people listening, you're like, okay, yeah, guys, sure, you're both pastors. Right? <laughs> like, like, But, you, like, you don't have to be the next Billy Graham to do this. I mean, you, it starts, I mean, I remember, mm-hmm. you know, it was, I remember Brooke, yeah, when we were, she was just a little thing, and we would be on a youth trip somewhere, and every night at eight o'clock, your phone was ringing. Uh, yeah, you knew it was coming, and was I knew calling. exactly it was. It was Brooke, and she was calling, and she was calling that so that you would pray with her on the phone That's before right. she went to bed. She would not go to bed until I prayed with her, no matter yeah. where I was. Yeah, absolutely. And I would take that. Of course, it's so special. She's calling. I know at that moment what's happening, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. that, and and then there at some point she she aged out of it. Right. I'm still crying over it. Bro, call your dad for prayer tonight, right. okay? But she would call, and I would pray over her. Yeah. And that would be, I'm tucking her in bed, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then she can go to bed. And But that was so important to her. Yeah, yeah. Well, why did that become important to her? Because there was a moment that I created every single night, as I did mm-hmm. with all my children, and I would pray with them. Yeah. I would prioritize a moment with them at the end of a hard day, a busy day. Mm-hmm. And I could have done a lot of things, but the most important thing I did that moment was I gave them some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Simple. And it wasn't, it wasn't a Latin prayer. This was, it was a, it was a, it was a, right. A simple prayer with your child. Unfortunately, that's the misconception about pastors in this. Uh, I wanted to create the most normal, Mm. uh, family dynamic. So when our children came home, you know, we had, we, Normal conversations, mm-hmm. the kid, their friends love to be around mom and dad, but they saw an environment that was loving, that was encouraging, that was fun. But we also, and we, we love doing church together and mm-hmm. life together. And we, we didn't, we took that very seriously, but it was also a, a house, an environment that um, gave grace when mistakes was made. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't always get it right. In fact, many times I did it wrong and I would have to go to my children and say, you know, I, dad didn't handle that the right way. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. Do mm-hmm. you forgive me? This is the, how you correct, you make your wrongs mm-hmm. right. And of course they forgave. And so that was just a natural part mm-hmm. of it so that there wasn't, you know, the tendency that dad gets it perfect every time. Listen, we mess up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and God has a plan of, of reconciliation in the simplest ways. I was dad was wrong. He lost my temper. I shouldn't have said that to your mom. Didn't handle mm-hmm. that well. I should have mm-hmm. treated your mom better in that situation. I mean, there was were moments where that those were real. Those were important, and yet those were some difficult moments that we've had. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, when you when pastors are like anyone else, right? When it comes to life and issues and problems. 
We all have them. Mm-hmm. It's how we deal with them. Yeah. God's word goes to any person. Yeah. And and then in those moments, though, your kids are learning yeah. forgiveness because you're asking them for it. Yeah. You know, a lot of times we tell our kids, you got to go forgive, you know, <laughs> and it's like, but but they've never seen us either ask somebody for forgiveness or manage a conflict we had with them in the right way where we had to come and ask for forgiveness either. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so we're asking them to exercise something. And if we don't show that as a parent, that, that it's important. It's it's just another kind of list type thing. Oh, right. something I should do. Yeah, it's, like, absolutely. It needs to be modeled. You lead by example in this area. And my kids were great. We, we loved going out, and, mm-hmm. and they would help me even say, well, Dad, you, you should have been nicer to that person, or, you know, you're right, because they're watching. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness, I should have been a little nicer. should have handled that a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, you know, their accountability mm-hmm. as well. And so you're like, yeah, you're right. I, gotta, I should have been kinder and recognize that. Man, they're seeing some things that – Mm-hmm. how to interact with the world around us. Yeah. So, yeah, those are special moments that uh, as a father, having your, your daughter call you up and say, hey, I want you to pray with me is, is mm-hmm. special. Um, and uh, and those are impactful. You know, the hope and the prayer is that they get to do that now for their children. Mm-hmm. But those were, you know, that was a, a, a priority shift. Yep. That you were just intentional about. Yeah, simple. It was simple. Mm-hmm. It was something. And, it you know, it changed the way that your daughter went through her evening. Yep. You know, every night. Yeah. You know, that was it. You know, she, that was the only way she was going to sleep. She needed dad to pray with her. Dad had to pray with her, which is just, which, and, and, and you look at something like that and we know, you know, when Brooke has a child of her own one day, what she's going to do, she's going to pray with that child before they go to bed. Absolutely. Because it's something that was, you know, conditioned. It was something that was, that you led by example in those areas there. Yeah. And, and also just, you know, in this, Joey, we all been through that now that as you're a parent, Mm -hmm. each of our children are different. Absolutely. Ephesians yeah. Yeah, yeah. six talks about, you know, father specifically mm-hmm. be considerate, be mindful how you treat your children mm-hmm. and don't mm-hmm. parent provoke out frustration. Don't yeah. provoke them. Why? Because our words are so powerful mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we have to recognize and understand that I want I gotta pull the best out of them. So right. I don't suppress I I gotta I had to work so hard. Like parenting Brittany was so different than parenting Bradley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there were yeah. some walls I had to figure out how do I parent Bradley in a way because he's, he sees the world so differently mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there would be points of communication that I, I'm not breaking through with Bradley where I broke through with Brittany, you know, like kind of these breakthrough yeah. moments. Right. Uh, so, you know, it requires prayer, patience, mm-hmm. and the ability to, okay, I need to have conversations maybe in a different way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. With Bradley and, and also Brooke. Brooke, mm-hmm. Brooke, the way she saw the world was much different. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. I, you know, their personalities are different. So as a father, if I take scripture seriously, I got to recognize mm-hmm. how can I bring out the best, evoke the things that I believe that are within them, how to help them bring those personalities, those qualities out. Because at the child, those qualities can be very frustrating. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Strong mind, <laughs> strong will. Oh my those, those are qualities oh, that yeah. I have the privilege to out yeah you've been there right? oh well i'm so glad you brought that up because i was going to bring that up i remember specifically uh we had Haley. Haley was three years old and i never i mean threes three was really hard like really hard and i remember yeah, yeah I, you're you're done with parenting i was <laughs> you're tapped out i'm like this is it we're done and and i mean and it was this this really really strong will that Haley had and and i was always like you know, just like any beginning parent, you have all these assumptions, like my kid's not going to be the tantrum kid or my kid's not going to be this and that. And I don't know what happened at three if if the devil himself sent something to her. I don't know what it was, but it was like everything shifted 
in our par- in, in parenting her. And I remember Tanya calls me. I think we were out that night, and I was like, I have to go home because Tanya's crying because Haley is just pitching this fit. And you know, I I this and I get there. <laughs> Tanya is on her knees in the hallway praying out loud. You right, know, like right. you know, and, and I'm I <laughs> go in there and I mean, and me and her are just back and forth and 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 I I pull out every discipline trick my dad ever pulled mm-hmm. on me. I mean, it was the painful ones, the <laughs> cinch, the close and holding one. I, I mean, I had you done went through your index. <laughs> Listen, I had gone through everything and I came back to you. I'm like, John, like I've done it all. Like all the things I know to do as a parent. And then you were like, no, you, you have to figure out how to parent Haley. Like you need to focus on how to parent her. Don't worry about how you were parented, how anybody else, but you have to figure out what is unique about her. And so you know, we put in the the work, and it was like, I mean, there was some discipline still carried over, but what what I realized, and even as she's now nine years old, mm-hmm. some of stuff. But one of the things I remember we did was I had to put together this discipline reward system so that she could think through her actions from that perspective, and and so one of the things we did is if she. We talked about these tantrums and how we don't have tantrums. And when we do, there are immediate consequences. Right. But Mm -hmm. if we can control ourselves, then we get to enjoy time together. And so I went to the Dollar Tree (laughs) and I bought these little $1 wooden boats, wooden toys that you put together. You glue them together and all that stuff and we would paint them. And so if she did good for like three or four days in a row... We would sit down together, and we got to build one, and then we put it in 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 her room, right? And so, uh, if not, then you know, the wooden toy was a spoon, and that was a little more painful. But <laughs> but you know, th- there was this, it, but it started working. Mm-hmm. But I had to focus in. Okay, how is how does Haley see things? How is she think? How is she thinking? She was thinking way differently than most three-year-olds were thinking. At least that's what all my friends were telling me. They, they come over like, she's a little different. You know, I'm she's like, not, yeah, I know. Thing bad thing? We're having full, my, my adult friends are having full conversations with my three-year-old, mm-hmm. you know? And so, but, but we're even seeing, you know, and now just watching how uh, inquisitive she is, how aware of everything she is. I mean, she's always been that way, but I, I had to take that advice that you gave me. I mean, it's the best parent of me. No, you need to focus on how to parent Haley. Mm-hmm. Now, don't worry about everybody else. Don't worry about you. Like that was it, and keying in on that and uh, huge help. Yeah, huge yeah. Help. I mean, it's true. So she yeah. had an advanced processor. <laughs> yeah, she did. She had an advanced processor. But we yeah. all, all of our children, they think differently. Uh, they have different uh-huh. personalities, um, and so we have to recognize these gifts. Yes, God has entrusted to us. Mm-hmm. They're they're not mine. They're His, and I and so I want to bring my very best to the table. Yeah, it's my responsibility. In those areas. So as a parent, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what often happens is do we live in a home where our parents are, are in control or do we live in a home where our kids are in control? Right. And those things can switch real quickly. Yes. But mm-hmm. we want to be in a home where parents, parents have order, right, control. So you create boundaries and you mm-hmm. have disciplines. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, you're consistent mm-hmm. every time, right? Yes. Consistency is everything to parenting Mm -hmm. inconsistencies Mm -hmm. confuse children. Yes. Mm -hmm. The problem with the inconsistency is we're so tired. Sometimes we're like, I'll do it next time. We'll talk about that later. Mm -hmm. The inconsistencies create the turmoil in parenting. That's going to require you to dig deep. Don't be inconsistent. I know you're Mm -hmm. exhausted, but have the conversation. 
keep the boundaries, it mm-hmm. will pay off. Yeah, yeah. But when you in parenting, I guess it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. And it was a that three that was a solid year. Yeah, I mean, it, I remember like she turned four, and it was that week <laughs> that it shifted for us. Like it, we, we weren't on it all the time. Yeah. Like we, but it was a solid year. You, it, you'll pay it, the it was, you, you yeah. invest in it. That you'll see the you'll see the change. But it takes time. Mm-hmm. Once again, you can't be inconsistent because mm-hmm. yeah. it just confuses a child. Right. And if you confuse, you lose. <laughs> you confuse, you lose. As yeah. For Don Miller Story Brand Products. There it is. There you go. There you go. Well, as we're getting close to an hour here. Oh, my. Time's flying. Yep. Um, we have uh, an upcoming thing, or Reno Fam Workshop. We we did one last year with our buddy Pete. Yeah. And uh, so much fun. creating a family mission. And that was really great. And we're getting ready to do our second one. And you and Tita are going to lead one on building a marriage on purpose. Right. And uh, and so talk a little bit about that. Give us a little sneak peek. I think it's maxed out. I think it's, is it? you know, I think it is. I don't think there's any spots left and uh, for it. But just talk a little bit about that, uh, the excitement that you have, and really that, I mean, God's really placed on your and Tita's heart just to help parents and to, yeah. to help that, that, that uh, relationship together as husband and wife. Well, we see, first of all, the author of marriage is, you know, God, he created the marriage. And so mm-hmm. we just believe God has the very best in mind for the marriage. Uh, Tita and I, we've, we've been 32 years into it. Um, yeah. So if we're able to offer uh, a word of encouragement, to give wisdom, to be a source of help to other parents that are going through it, um, we want to be able to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I we, we love parenting. We love marriage. We believe that there's something special that God has ordained for the marriage. Unfortunately, there's an enemy so set against, right, the marriage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where it can be fulfilling. Uh, it can be rewarding. And so there's, a unfortunately, a, a lot of negative connotation when it comes to marriages. In fact, so many people are choosing not to get married. So what I want to be able to do and what Tina and I want to be able to do is, is just create a, a, an opportunity. Once again, it goes back to the relationship to create an environment mm-hmm. to just have some continued conversations, to have a date night, say, let's just talk about real life issues when it comes yeah. to communication. Mm-hmm. Like that's a mm-hmm. big one right? that we had to figure out. We're still figuring it out <laughs> and how we yeah. communicate then looks a little different than now, but we're, it's a lifelong commitment to just healthier, better communication, which is for a better marriage. Pete talked about that. Also just dealing with, Hey, what it looks like to be on the same page when it comes to finances. And that's always a big hurdle for, for mm-hmm. couples to mm-hmm. get through. And so finances bring tension to a relationship, uh, intimacy there. And, you know, unfortunately so many couples struggle in this area mm-hmm. that, God doesn't want them to struggle and for a lot of reasons, right? Yeah. Um, and then also just to have a marriage that's fun. That you, yeah. I love being married. Mm-hmm. I don't know if mm-hmm. every couple can say that, but I believe God wants every couple to believe it's possible. Like my mm-hmm. marriage is fun. Fun. Yeah. Well, uh, great marriages don't happen by accident. Great marriages uh, is is uh, takes hard work. Yeah. Takes yeah. hard work. Mm-hmm. And so we want to help couples experience the best marriage that God has for them. So we're passionate about just pouring these next seasons, these next few decades into other couples. Mm-hmm. You know, um, 32 years into it, we have so much more to learn. We're learning from others that are in front of us, but we can hopefully just download a bunch of helps. Yeah. What yeah. not to do, right? There's a lot of those. <laughs> sure. I can give yeah. You. 
Um, so that we're passionate about it. It's something Tita and I feel like in this next season of life, these next couple decades that we have, mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. able to pour into as many, as many marriages as we can. And so we're looking forward to doing this. Yeah. I want to, I want to pull out one thing that you said, because, okay. because I, I it just came to my, to my memory. You talked about being fun yeah. and we talked about the beginning, the adventure of it. I remember when uh, we were doing um, student ministry, we did trips. We did a lot of trips. Mm-hmm. We did ski trips. We went down to uh, camp and it just all these kind of things. And I remember that you said, and this is something I've applied to both my marriage and my family, but you said, you know, as a youth pastor, I spent a ton of time planning trips yeah, and, and putting all this work into these moments that we would have with teenagers. Why would I not do the same for my family and kids and my wife? Right. And that was huge. <laughs> That's a big one. <laughs> because we it's so easy to cruise control with your family, but yet put all the work into these other things. Yeah, I, I remember of just in that moment, this realization that w- was my family getting the best of me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So correlation for if you're not in ministry is work. Yeah. Sure. Men out there, moms out there, you pour so much energy to help a company mm-hmm. do what they want you to do. Mm-hmm. And what's the payoff, right? <laughs> yeah, it is a check. A check, maybe. You right. Know? Yeah. Um, but then we're so depleted, and we don't give the same time and attention to creating great moments and giving our very best to our own family. And so I just realized, mm-hmm. if I'm doing this for teenagers I love, mm-hmm. why wouldn't I do this? Or for children, you know, that I care about, why why wouldn't I do this for my own children? Sure. And so yeah. then that was a, a, a shift even in my own life. Like, I want my kids mm-hmm. to get the very best of me. I don't want them to go through adolescence thinking, man, dad did this for everyone else, but what about me? Back mm. home? You know? Yeah. Dad, yeah. Did, got, dad got all these accolades at work, but, you know, I, I paid the price for the accolades. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the transfer there. Yeah. So I, yeah. I want my children to get the very best of me. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, I have, it doesn't happen by accident. You have to take time. <laughs> energy yeah. mm-hmm. uh, therefore i'm sometimes I'm waking up early in the morning mm-hmm. because i don't have enough time in the day but that extra hour allows me to have the extra capacity to dream and to think and or mm-hmm. i'm staying up whatever that looks like i want to give them the time so it is it's 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 giving our children the very best um and creating these really special moments that don't they don't happen by accident yeah yeah, yeah. so so many it's so easy to get caught up my job i've got this project i got to create oh, i have yeah. this quarter one goal i have you know and it's and and yet we don't put that kind of emphasis into our marriage. We don't put that kind of emphasis no. into our family. When at the end of the day, when we turn around, even twelve months from now, that that quarterly goal Absolutely. you had, I right. mean anything. So the be, one of the best gifts I can give to our church is for our team, our staff to have healthy mm-hmm. marriages. So as yeah. we prioritize it, we for the first six years until the pandemic, we had marriage retreats. Yeah, uh, our whole staff. Uh, yep. We do staff date nights. So mm-hmm. what do we do? We prioritize it. I I want. I want to lead by example. I want our our team, our staff, to experience great family nights, great marriages, great. St- so that's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's complicated. Mm-hmm. It gets messy, but we prioritize it. We do it over and over again, so yep. that as our children grow up, they're like, "Man, that was like where mom and dad worked was a blast because mm-hmm. they created moments for us yep. um, to take place there." We want that for our staff. We want that mm-hmm. for our church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we have to demonstrate it and we have to practice it. I want that for my own life. So right. the transfer is we lead by example. I want it for my life. I do it for my children. I'm going to do it for the people God's entrusted to me. So I do it for our staff. I also want to just create, I can't do it for our families. They have to make a decision, but I can create the moments 
yeah. and give them yeah. the invite and the opportunity to say, hey, come and be a part of this and see what happens. That's awesome. So date night with John and Tita. Um, we're just yeah. going to – and I, if you take away one nugget. What's that nugget? Give me the, that nugget. I, the point is if you yeah. can take away one thing mm-hmm. from a – from a date night with John and Tita or from a parent mm-hmm. resource because mm-hmm. all we're looking for as we're building wisdom is what is nuggets of God's truth. Yeah. And yeah. I build my house on wisdom mm-hmm. and I fill my rooms with nuggets of truth. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like at John and Tita's, you, walk, you come in there, you're going to have fun. We're going to have some meals. We're going to laugh. But if you yeah. can walk away with one useful nugget of information, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, and you, you said that yourself, that one piece of information I gave you in parenting yeah. really helped you out. Sure. So I didn't go to jail. What, I'm, what we're not offering is a <laughs> yeah. bunch of stuff. Sure. Like, yeah. Hey, you might have one takeaway. It'll mm-hmm. be worth your time if you have one takeaway. And, and, and the application of and it. And the application of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because we can hear that stuff all day. We just, gotta, you hey, got to start applying. Just, hey, what's the one takeaway that you can apply to your marriage and it'll be worth your time? Yeah. Yeah. Reno Fan Workshop, a date night with John and Tita. It's going to be a blast. we got a waiting list going so you can jump on there and get and on. And I know the real reason why, because Tita's so much more enjoyable to listen to than me like she has that you know latino flair all the energy oh yeah yeah. so you know uh you're gonna have a blast with tita john i'll be the sidekick that's right she's gonna take (laughs) over she'll take over what an incredible time thanks so much john for the mentor that you've been in my life the opportunities and the joy that's been to serve alongside of you and our friendship and leading our church in such an incredible incredible way so joe man it's the fact that we're here is so special. I can't wait to see what God's going to do in the years to come. So, man, my honor. It's awesome. Well, that's it. Thanks right. for joining us. John, thanks for being here. It's good to be here. Hey, if you enjoyed this and found a nugget somewhere in it, just one nugget, send it to somebody. <laughs> Share it. Subscribe. Click stars or buttons or whatever you're supposed to do. One nugget's all you got. One nugget's all, <laughs> all you got. Share that nugget. Share the podcast. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next time.